Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we magnify you. We glorify you. And we praise your great name forever. We pray blessings upon the listeners. We pray blessings upon the new listeners. And we welcome the new listeners from France. We pray the blood of Jesus over kidney cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the word of God, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, as we prepare to embark on 2023, I'm starting a new series on the glory of God. The glory of God is the magnificence, the worth, the loveliness, the grandeur, which he displays in creation in order to make his glory known by all. The Hebrew word for glory is kavod, which means weight or heaviness, referring to something substantial. It denotes honor and fame that includes greatness, wealth, power, or acknowledgement of others. The Greek word for glory is doxa. Please note that the glory of God used in the Bible can be used as an adjective, a noun, and sometimes a verb. God is glorious. That's an adjective. God reveals his glory. That's a noun. And God is to be glorified. It's a verb. God's intrinsic glory refers to the glory that belongs to him alone as God. God's extrinsic glory is seen in his works of creation, his image bearers, his providence, and his redemptive acts. My friends, God is righteous, which means he recognizes, welcomes, loves, and upholds with infinite jealousy what is valuable, namely the worth of God. God is relentless in his pursuit of praise and honor from creation. Listen to what he says in Isaiah 48, verses 9 through 11. For my name's sake, I will defer my anger, and for my praise, I will restrain it from you, so that I do not cut you off. Verse 10 says, Behold, I have refined you, not as silver, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. And verse 11 says, For my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profaned, and I will not give my glory to another? Folks, God's compassion toward Israel in restraining his anger is for his sake, not theirs. God wants a people that will praise him. And God loved Israel so much that he restrained his anger for his own sake. The invasion and exile was used like a smelting process to remove impurities from metals like silver. Israel's past sins was their impurity, and God's desire was to restore their relationship with him. God's great glory is proclaimed in Psalm 138 and 5, which reads, Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. My friends, this verse shows the Old Testament mission of evangelism, as David declares that not only will he praise God, but all the kings of the earth will praise him. And if the kings are praising God, then the people will know God. Why? Because of God's great name and the glory that goes with it. My question is, 
how much praise should go to the one who planned our redemption. If you decide that your small praise is sufficient, you are in for an eye-opening experience when you get to heaven. The praise of his saints will be great and everlasting. I suggest you practice now on earth so that you'll be ready for heaven. Now that's a hallelujah moment. Psalm 19 and 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Folks, the works of God, the sun, the moon, and the stars were worshipped as gods, little g, while the God, big G, who created the heavens, was ignored. God's glorious revelation shows through nature and leaves no doubt, based on the evidence, of the glory and the power of God. The glory of God is eternal, as written in Psalm 104, verse 31, which says, May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in His works. My brothers and sisters, this psalm promotes creation, and the praise of the glory of God should continue because of the creation of the universe. Folks, there are billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxy, Add to that the trillions of galaxies in the universe, and God holds them all together. The moon orbits the earth, the earth orbits the sun, and the solar system is in orbit within the Milky Way. God keeps it all together. Now that's the awesome glory of God. Psalm 93 and 1 proclaims the majesty of God, saying, The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. My comrades, God is king, and this psalm is called a theocratic psalm. Theo, meaning God, and cratic, meaning rule. Since he is king, we have ultimate security by trusting him. God has established himself as controller of the universe and has so since the beginning. Many men have tried to rule the earth, and they may have for a brief moment, but our Lord God reigns supreme with the glorious attributes of his nature. My friends, we can exalt our great and glorious God in Psalm 8, verse 1, which shouts, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. In this verse, the Hebrew word Lord is Yahweh, God's personal covenant name to Israel. The second Hebrew word Lord is Adon, which means master. Israel's job was to let the world know that the God of Israel was the one true God and to make his name great by proclaiming it to the rest of the earth. The glory of God is high above the heavens, distinguishing God from his creation. The companion verse to Psalm 8, verse 1, is Psalm 113, verse 4, which says, The Lord is high above all nations, His glory above the heavens. My friends, God's plan all along was to choose, adopt, redeem, and seal believers, and by doing so, He displays His grace and thus brings glory to Himself. This is confirmed in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, verse 12, and verse 14. God also uses each person of the Trinity towards the plan of redemption and the glorification of each person. 
The glorious Father sends the glorious Son, who volunteers to become human. While on earth, he glorifies the Father in every action, including his incarnation, his obedient life, and his death on the cross. Listen to the prayer of Jesus before he was arrested in the garden in John 17, verses 1 through 4. He says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him, and this eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. My brothers and sisters, Jesus wanted the glory of God primarily, then the saving of men, which was for the glory of God. When we glorify God, it moves him to share his grace, which gives him glory. You missed that. Let me say that again. Glorify God, let him bless you in a way only he can, and he gets the glory for doing what he loves to do. Then the Father glorifies the Son by raising him from the dead, in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, and exalting him to the highest place in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Romans 6, verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11 reads, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And my friends, the Father sends the glorious Spirit who glorifies the Son. In John 16, verse 14, Jesus says this about the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me, for he will take care of what is mine and declare it to you. Folks, when the Holy Spirit glorifies the Son, God also gets the glory. My comrades, if you grab only one nugget from this week's podcast, make sure it is the nugget that teaches that we should give glory to God because you have been chosen. We should give glory to God because you have been adopted into the family of God. Give glory to God because he has redeemed you back to himself. You should give glory to God because you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Will you give God the glory? And if you have acknowledged your call that Jesus has saved you for the glory of God, pray this prayer with me. Father, all glory goes to you. Thank you for sending your glorious son, Jesus Christ, to save me. I give all the glory to you, Father, in the name of the Holy and Righteous One, Jesus Christ, Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports and comments to our email address, 
which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and especially the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.